What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Bronx Attorney Broadcast. I'm your host, Will Ferrero. Today, I spoke with Waldry Marte, or as people know him now, Marte Money. Waldry is now the sales manager at Cross Country Mortgage, where he oversees a team of five loan officers, and he gets into all the different things about about what it's like to oversee a team, what it's like to find the right loan for somebody, and what it's like to develop a, a client base. Uh, he's done so much when it comes to networking and caring for his client base and making sure that they're they're taken care of the right way. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. What's going on, Waldry? Good to see you, man. All right, Will. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to uh, to learning a little bit more about you and, and what you do today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate so, it. Yeah. So just to get started, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you work and what you do? Absolutely. So uh, I'm Waldry Marte, also known now as Marte Money is the new tagline that we're, <laughs> we're branching on. Uh, I specialize in doing mortgages with cross-country mortgage. Okay. Full, you know, full... Uh, Full staff doing every single type of residential loans. All right. So, where, where did Marte Money come from, and uh, where are you where are you putting that out right now? Yeah. So, Marte Money, I guess, is just a catchy way to just you know brand myself. You know, um, and it kind of just rhymes with my last name. Marte Money sounds good. Double M. There you <laughs> like go. M and M. I'm branding it everywhere. I mean, wherever I I'm, I'm posting on social media, you know, the things that I'm doing, outreaching to different, you know, platforms. Uh, we're looking to just be that Marte money, being that source that people go to when they're thinking about money. They're thinking about, you know, working with Waldry. Mm -hmm. And people people tend to remember the nicknames. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. I I called somebody recently who sent me a DM. And they were like, I was like, this is Will Ferrero, and they're like, who is that? And I'm like on instagram bronx attorney like oh okay <laughs> yeah exactly it works so it does it does work um yeah you know on on the podcast we spoke with a lot of people who kind of some of them own their own businesses but then other ones kind of have this little business within a business where they might have to develop their own clientele is that is that the same kind of situation that you're in Exactly. I mean, if you think about cross-country mortgage, there's over 2,000 loan officers, oh, there's wow. over 5,000 employees. So how do you become different and distinct? So that way people remember the face, the name, you know, what we did for the client to really, uh, you know, stand out. So is a, is, a, is a loan officer and a mortgage broker the same thing? Good question. So a loan officer is someone that is licensed to do mortgages, period. Gotcha. Uh, a mortgage broker is actually a uh, an institution or a company that brokers loans or places loans and applications on behalf of the client and on behalf of the bank. So, for example, if you think about Chase, they are mm -hmm. they're mortgage lenders, right? They might have originators that work there, and they're just lending Chase's money. Mm -hmm. Think about cross-country mortgage. We are a direct lender, such as Chase, but we also work with Chase and Citibank and Goldman Sachs and many other uh mortgage lending institutions or investors that will want us to represent their money. Okay. So loan officer is your title. I'm actually a sales manager. <laughs> That's sales manager. Title. Okay. <laughs> All right. And so what, what do you do as a sales manager? 
Yeah. So as a sales manager, my job is really just to manage the sales team. You know, I have a group of loan officers that uh, report to me. We're all constantly making sure they have the tools that they need, learning new programs, learning new ways to talk to clients, you know, doing, uh, have, dealing with the problems, right, that comes with uh, customer service. Right. And just, uh, you know, always being available and just being a resource for our, for our sales team. So how many loan officers do you oversee on your team? Right now I'm overseeing five. Okay. And and is the sales manager position something that you had to work your way up to or you got hired as that or something else? Yeah, no, man. I come from the bottom. So I was okay. uh you know, I started interning actually at a broker shop back in twenty sixteen and eventually got licensed to do mortgages. From then I got hired a couple of years later at Cross Country Mortgage as a loan originator or loan officer. Mm -hmm. And so I've been here for two years now and just recently now in January got promoted to sales manager uh, because the role was needed and, uh, and I'm always looking to grow and help other people. And I saw that I have a, um, I like to teach, right? I like to mm -hmm. mentor. I like to be a resource to, to people and just show them how to get bigger and better results. So I said, hey, man, I'll take the role. Gotcha. <laughs> and I just kind of jumped on it. So are you teaching more on how to be a loan officer or are you are you teaching more about how to bring in new business or both? Yeah, so it's a little bit of both, right? Uh, I think bringing in the new business is, is definitely the more important part. Mm -hmm. As a loan officer, you have many different jobs. I mean, it's like different hats. You're yeah. a marketing guy or you're mm -hmm. a sales guy or you're, you know, you're an underwriting guy. Or you out there, you know, creating content, you know, you're a content creator, you know, you're, you're gathering documents and taking applications and now you're like a processor. So there's so many different roles that the officer, loan officer has to play in order to make sure that we go from a raw client to a raw lead over there to the closing table where we're handing them the keys or the realtor is handing them the keys to buy the house. So it's, it's literally so many things that go into it. And uh, that's what we get paid the big, bu big bucks. There you go. <laughs> that's great. Well, how do you liking the new the new sales manager uh, position? And congratulations! Yeah, thank you, brother. Uh, I would say it's challenging because you know you go from managing yourself and just making sure that uh, you can you you get the job done and that your clients are happy with your services and your job, to then managing other people, making sure that their clients that you barely know are happy with their services and their and their job as well. So, and also just making sure they stay motivated to get out there, especially in today's economy, you know, what's going on in the, in the market. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it in the real estate, this, the rates are extremely high, mm -hmm. highest they've been in a long time. And, uh, and there's virtually no inventory. So the same 100 clients are fighting for the same property. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've had different clients bidding on the same house oh, where wow. I got to tell my other client, I'm sorry, but my other client already offered on this. So I cannot give you a pre-approval. Oh, or, or maybe I could give you a pre-approval, but just so you know, right. you may not win the offer because the other one was a little stronger and I can't even disclose numbers or names. Right. Right. So what, what kind of strategies do you employ to make sure that all five people on your team are having, you know, satisfied, happy cu customers and clients? Yeah. So the beautiful thing about cross country mortgage is that, um, we're a $60 billion company mm -hmm. and uh, they're constantly bringing on new programs and new ways to help our clients, such as, you know, last week they just rolled out the home equity line of credit program, where, where is, which is where you don't need to refinance in order to tap into the equity in your home. So say your house is worth 500000 but you only owe $100,000 on the mortgage, you have a $400,000 equity. So oftentimes you need to refinance, take today's market rates, and then you know, get the equity out. So your payment's gonna jump 
not just because you're taking money out, but because the rates are so much higher they are now than they were perhaps when you bought the house. So now with this new program, the home equity line, you're able to tap into that equity with keeping the same first mortgage you had of 100,000, let's call it 3%, and right. taking out a new portion, new, a second loan, and only paying you know money on that second loan at the new rate versus all together the new rate. So it makes it a lot more affordable. And there's no closing costs, so it's pretty oh, yeah. unique. Interesting. Um, but aside from the, you know, the, the program touch, um, you know, we do mentoring. Okay. I have weekly calls with my guys and just go over, you know, what they're doing, what what strategies they're implementing, um, and and overall, you know, we're actually starting up a a a, a book. What do you call it? A book club. Oh right? really? Each, okay. Yeah. So you know, we each obviously a self help book, books on sales and strategies, right? Having to do with the work, and just you know, just hoping them, holding them accountable, is the number one thing actually that uh, that I focus on because, um, you know, you make yourself promises, you promise to other people, but unless you go back and get reminded upon what you you know what you had promised for yourself, it's kind of hard to to get it done unless you're extremely self motivated like I am. This episode of the Bronx Attorney Broadcast was brought to you by me, Will Ferrero. I'm an attorney at Prior Law in the Bronx. We primarily practice personal injury law, but we can help you with just about any legal issue that you may have. And if it's not something that we can personally help you with, we can connect you with an expert in that area of law. You can find me online on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. My handle is typically at Bronx Attorney. And if you can't find me on one of those social media pages, you can email me, ferrero at priorlaw.com, or call me at the office, 718-829-0222. And now back to the show. So what what kind of books are you reading in, the, in your book club? Are you reading all the same book, or are you reading different books and sharing what you're learning from them? Yeah, so the, the one book right now we're focused on is The Seven Habits of Highly Influential People. Gotcha. Where they talk, just talk about the habits you need to form in order to influence, in order to be good at sales and what you're doing, you know, and uh, one of those habits is, is, is again, the consistency, mm-hmm. you know, you could do w- w- one thing huge or you could do a lot of small things repeatedly. Right. So it's like, it's important to just have that consistency because it's like, it's for example, right? Bronx attorney, you, you mentioned earlier, you have to repeatedly say Bronx attorney and repeatedly market that name for people to remember it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just doing one big ass, like branding Bronx attorney one day and forget right. about it. You never mention it again. Right. So that consistency just, it just so, so important. I think in every uh, aspect of life, I mean, whether you're looking to buy a house or you you want to ask your girlfriend to marry you or you want to, <laughs> uh, you know, lose weight, you need to consist, be consistent at the actions needed in order to achieve that goal. Yeah, I've actually found that recently with my new networking endeavors, it, it kind of starts to snowball, right? Like if you yeah. go to one networking event, you might not pick up, in my case, you know, any new new leads, new potential new clients, new cases, but you start to, you know, I just joined your BNI chapter and yeah. I, I go by doing it, you know, every week and then adding in maybe a second one, it's, it's net, then you start to see results after, uh, a- after you're doing it every week or twice a week. So I, I totally know what you're talking about. You know, I feel like nowadays we're so accustomed to seeing, uh, results or benefits right away, just from having access to a computer in our hands at all yeah. times. 
meaning a cell phone. So anything you need to know, you're asking C or you're asking Alexa, you're you're constantly mm -hmm. Googling. Instant and right gratification. Away, instant gratification. Yeah. And because of that, I feel like our society is kind of, you know, easing away from constantly working hard at something because mm -hmm. it just gets done so quickly. And, uh, you know, we some things get lost in translation, but we just got to go back to the basics, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to plug away at something and not see immediate results. But, you know, the people who stick with it, you know, are the ones that eventually might see the uh, the greatest rewards out of it. You see a lot of turnaround and, and a turnover, I think it's called, in uh -huh. real estate. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just a hundred thousand loan loan officers every year. But ask me how many stay, <laughs> right? Yeah, because yeah. it's it's tough to stack like that. But totally get it. So tell me, Listen. who who are you working with? Is it is it real estate investors? Is it first time homeowners? Is it people who are looking to to upgrade to a, a a bigger house, or you know, is it all of the above? Yeah. So Marte Money focuses on people that need money. Mm -hmm. Period. Whether you are a real estate investor flipping houses or building new construction because that's what we need right now. There's no inventory. Yeah. yeah. Or whether you're a first time home buyer going from an apartment, you know, in, in in the Bronx to to a house in Yonkers, right? There's there's literally no limitation to the types of people that I can help, whether they're self employed, whether they're, you know, foreign nationals, whether they're first time buyers or investors or you know, just even just looking to get informed. I mean, I'm looking to be a resource to everybody, right? I tell people, they, what do you do? I said, I'm a solutions provider in real estate, mm -hmm. in finance, right? We're looking to find a way to help those those in need because I feel like a lot of people are transactional. Mm -hmm. And in fact, most of the clients that I, I, I service have been my clients for years because I build that relationship with our, with our clientele and just become that resource to them. So anytime they think about money, they think about, Marte might think about how I can help them achieve yeah. that goal. Because think about it, uh, Will, or Bronx attorney, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. Do you, 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 if you bought a house, right? Or mm -hmm. you have bought, you bought a house recently, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you would probably want to go back to the loan officer that you worked with when you bought that house. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't want to jump around to another person and then in seven more years, another person mm -hmm. because. First of all, you already built that relationship, which is extremely important. And it's so hard to trust somebody with your social security number, with your yeah. credit card information, mm -hmm. with your credit, you know, with your life story, with your job and your tax returns. And this, there's so many documents that we gather. Yeah. We really get personal with right, each client. Right. And imagine having to jump to a new person every single time. Yeah. So we are that go-to person. Gotcha. Is there a way that you approach your clients differently when they're say a real estate developer versus a first time home buyer? Yeah. Great question. So the, the way that I approach all of my clients is holistically. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean by that? You know, going back to the transactional, I see that as a client, right? Well, let's say your first time home buyer to start off with, you don't just need uh, orientation on how to buy a house, but we want to make sure that you know how to build your credit, how to have savings, you know, what what to look out for in the future. Make sure you still that you have an account for retirement. Make sure you have your life insurance, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure that you have all these different parts of your financial household intact. And we build that foundation because if you don't have that foundation, the house will crumble. So that's what I say when I take the holistic approach. And then when I'm talking to an investor, I want to find out how many houses are you looking to flip this year? Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of equity do you have? How are we going to leverage the money you have available now? So you know, instead of just flipping one house, you're flipping five. How do I get you from one property portfolio to a portfolio of 30 properties? 
And then we go back to making sure that you have the savings, that you have the life insurance, that you have every other piece that will help the main goal succeed. And and that's why also, you know, why we, we, we're different, right? Because we take that holistic approach. It's not just, hey, how do I get you the house and I get paid and you have a good day? You know, how, how do I get invited to your family barbecue is what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing that? Are you... Are you helping these people find other professionals that um, w- would provide these services or are you working with the ones that they already have? Yeah, Will. So I, I over the years, I've, I've built a, a vast network of professionals in every field, you know, from credit repair to attorneys to realtors to, you know, foreclosure specialists to all these different, right, contractors, et cetera. So by joining these networking groups, which you mentioned before, you know, mm-hmm. we build what's called the power team. You know, we build a team of people that we trust that we want to refer business to. And we just goes round robin, right? Every mm-hmm. single I'm here, but they need to still talk to the attorney, to the title company, to the realtor, to the contractor, to the credit repair guy that goes right back to me to get the loan closed again. Right. So it's, 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 it's created that team that you can trust and know that they're going to do right by your client. Because mm-hmm. as you know, right, if I refer you a client and you don't do right by them, it falls right. back on me because right. I refer that client to you. And and unlike many people nowadays, my my name means everything. Mm-hmm. So I make sure that uh, that is uh, that's taken into account every single time a client is passed on to another professional. So, yeah, to answer your question, we definitely partner up with the right people because I don't know everything. Yeah. Right? And I don't I will, I will always tell a client I don't know everything, but I do know who does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll put you in, t- in touch with the right person. Yeah, and I feel like there's a there's a great value in being able to, you know, solve solve a problem that might not be your direct uh, sphere, and helping helping a client with a with another professional. So, I think that's great. I think uh, you know, it's a, it's a pie. If you look at it, it's a, it's, a, it's a pizza pie. Let's call it eight slices. You know, everyone has to eat. You know, I can, and and if you if you try to eat all eight slices, you're gonna be so full, you're gonna feel sick. Mm-hmm. So how do I help eight people eat, right? And guess what? We're gonna get another pie together, right? We could do more together versus it's power of numbers, they say. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard that analogy before, but <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> so it. you know, when people are coming into your office and they're talking about you know, uh, let's say people who are looking to purchase a property, what, what kind of concerns do, do they have and what do you tell them to either alleviate those concerns or find workarounds? Yeah. Is there like a top three, you know, concern that everybody coming in your door has? Yeah. So that, it depends. And this, this, that's a tough one, right? But I'm going to do my best to answer your question. The number one concern nowadays is affordability. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything is extremely expensive from yeah. eggs, milks, milk, you know, car and milk, whatever, uh, to houses, real estate and gas and all these things. So um, I try to help people figure out their budget, the bottom line of where they're comfortable paying and working backwards. Right. The solution, the, the problem is the budgeting, right? The, how much mm-hmm. house can they afford? And then, the, and then the solution is working backwards. OK, your maximum payment you could afford right now is three thousand dollars. How do I get you to that? Well, three thousand dollars is going to pay a mortgage of, for example, four hundred thousand uh-huh. dollars, right? And then building on that. Another issue that a lot of people are having right now is the credit scores. They want to know, you know, where the credit needs to be at in order to be able to get approved, 
And a workaround for that is we have in-house credit repair. We actually, you know, run a simulator and we check we, we check what it is the client has to do to get the score to that that level that they need to be at in order to qualify. Right. And that's what's so unique about working with uh, with us, Marte Money across country, is that we are always looking for the solutions for the client. You know, I have clients that applied with me uh, summer of last year and just bought a house recently. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just constant communication, just making sure that they're following the steps uh, that we laid out for them in order for them to reach that end goal of buying that house. And a third common question is, uh, how much money do I need to buy a house? Right. Right. Uh, as as things get more expensive, the cost of a house get more expensive. The higher the down payment, the higher with the higher rates, the higher the 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 out of pocket expenses, closing costs. So there are different programs that we have at Cross Country Mortgage to help first time home buyers either you know lower the cost of financing or to perhaps get them into a uh, uh, like a grant program with the state to help subsidize some of the cost of buying a house or straight up telling them, hey, look. Maybe right now you shouldn't be in the market. This mm-hmm. is how much money you need to save up. We're right. going to help you get to that. Let's put together a budget sheet. Let's look at where you're spending money. If you have two different Netflix subscriptions, get rid of one. <laughs> if you're not using Hulu, get rid of it. Yeah, you yeah. know, just eliminating all these things. And there's apps out there, by the way, that check your your bank statements to tell you, hey, where you're spending money that you shouldn't be spending. Right. I mean, I was driving extra 10 minutes just to get cheaper tax and gas. <laughs> right? there's, there's ways to save money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you always know that you wanted to be in the in the loan industry or if not when did that when did that come about I don't think there's ever been a person that says I want to be a mortgage lender. <laughs> I think you don't every think there's single... uh, middle school students that are uh, fantasizing nah, about bro. being loan officers No way brother uh, I I I'm going to actually start researching that by the way But I remember one time there was a job fair I think it was in freshman year of college or something and they had a bank there i'm just like why is there a bank here who the heck wants the bank job you know but it was actually for a loan originator okay and uh highly doubt they hired anyone but anyways um how i got into it i was doing i i wanted to work on wall street that was that's always been that was my vision Mm -hmm. growing up and going to college i wanted to go to wall street and i was studying accounting and i quickly realized that that world is very different and intense you know, for lack of uh, more precise words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, and that was not the lifestyle that I wanted. You know, I wanted to be able to do something that I felt good about. And I wanted to help a lot of people. And thinking about that, I landed a life insurance job. Mm. So I sold life insurance and investments and, and it was going well. However, I, I it still didn't feel like the end goal for me. And I stumbled upon a, a mortgage company. They said, man, you're great at selling life insurance. If you sold money, you do a lot better. I'm like, sell money? I already sell money when someone dies to get paid. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like, nah, man, selling money as in selling mortgages. You know, if you were to sell money, you'd, you'd make a lot more money. And he was he was right. I am making a lot more money now. <laughs> but, uh, but I also feel better about what I'm doing, you know. Uh, you, you help someone buy a house that's an asset. And it's, in, and it's value right away. You'll see the house that you bought. You see those bricks and you know the foundation. All this stuff. You see it right away. Versus mm-hmm. selling life insurance, you know, you only saw a benefit if the person, if something were bad were to happen. And waiting for something bad to happen is not the best thing. Um, I mean, I think every insurance person goes through that, right? You only need insurance when something bad happens. So mm-hmm. I needed to get into selling money, but for something fruitful that you saw right away. And I fell into doing mortgages, and 
and I fell in love with it, man. It, it, real estate, I feel like, is uh, it's not a job; it's a lifestyle. You know, you a lot of my job is is going out and meeting people, talking to people such as yourself, and networking, having a beer, and traveling to different conventions, and it's fun, you know. Yeah, I don't think you'd be doing that if you were working on Wall Street. You'd probably be spending a lot of time in on the uh, on the floor, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, the 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 market opens from nine thirty, I believe, to four or, or, or something. However, after work, you got to go hit the floor and you know call the clients, raising money, and we're going out to dinners and and doing all sorts of jazz that uh, I don't need to do. <laughs> Did you always want to do something where you were? attracting your own clientele and trying to build a book of business? Like I said before, right? My, what I've always wanted to do is help people. Mm -hmm. Period. No matter what I'm doing, you know, whether I'm building houses, selling insurance or selling money, whatever I'm doing, I need to be leaving somebody better off than how I found them. Cause that's just, that's just how I am as a person, right? I, it's, it's very important for me to, to help. And, and get out there and really make a difference. So, um, no, I didn't. I didn't know it would be this, but it, I'm glad that it is because, uh, again, it's just it's very rewarding. You know, I had a client in the office the other day, and uh, they came to get a pre-approval. They had we were working with another mortgage lender, mm -hmm. and uh, they left them extremely confused because uh, it is complicated, right? However, there's ways to make it attainable or understandable for the average person that perhaps didn't have that uh, upbringing of finances, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they, they cried. They literally cried when I handed them the pre-approval letter and it was extremely touching <laughs> um, because I felt like I did something good, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, and that just, that drives me every day. So you mentioned networking a couple of times. What, what kind of things do you do? You know, I know you said going to dinner, having a beer, whatever, but like, where do you find people to do things or where do you find events to go to? Yeah. So there's a, there's a, not to bring up the Bible, but there's a Bible verse that says very short, uh, those who seek shall find, mm -hmm. right? So if you're looking for something, you're going to find it, whether that's trouble whether that's something good <laughs> and in my end i'm looking for places to network and build and uh and there's always other like-minded professionals looking to do the same thing because they want to get out there and get their get known and so simply going on eventbrite or, or meetup or google or even facebook uh -huh. you know they have different groups and there's different events all across the country at, at all times i'm sure you could find one literally every single day of the week if you wanted to you know and you could join different professional networking uh, uh, platforms where they're literally, you know, you're literally meeting once a week or every two weeks or once a month specifically to talk about how you can help each other grow your businesses. Mm -hmm. And then we become, you know, the mini, mini marketing agents of that person. So now that I know Bronx attorney, whenever I think about an injury, <laughs> I'm thinking about Bronx attorney, right? Yeah. And, and, and me and you, and then whoever thinks about a mortgage, you're thinking about Marty money. Mm -hmm. So it just goes mm -hmm. back and forth and, and really one hand washes the other. Yeah. That's what it boils down to, but you can find it anywhere. So when you, when you got started with your, you know, networking endeavors, you, you just literally just went online and just typed in networking events and, and just started going to stuff. Real estate networking events. Right? Oh, okay. I don't want to oh, go yeah. meet with the, with the local, uh, firemen's, uh, <laughs> 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 maybe I could find a client or two in there, but yeah. 
Uh, I literally, my first three years of real estate, I was literally going to an event three or four days a week. Wow. And it was expensive because, I mean, I'm talking about crossing into the city and going mm -hmm. to this place and having a beer or, or driving down to Jersey City. It just adds up, you know? Yeah. But because of putting in that work, I was able to build that, uh, build, you know, build that clientele, build that network mm -hmm. because they, they say your network is your net worth. Yeah. Yeah. And so since you put in all that work, you know, a few years ago, have you kind of pulled back a little bit more or how did you change your, your networking uh, strategy? Yeah, definitely pulled back uh, because, you know, you get busier as you know more people, the more your phone starts ringing more. So now you want to kind of stay back and, and service those calls. You don't want to just let them go by the wayside because the point of building that, right? Um, and, and so now I'm just focused on encouraging my teammates, my, right, mm -hmm. on my team to go out and network and go meet with people and build their own clientele and their own book of business and hosting events. That's my main thing now. I'm now hosting events, uh, first time home buyer webinars and different workshops for realtors and there's different places where or events where people come out to me now versus me going to them to, uh, to tap in and, and, and see the value. Mm-hmm. What would you say your your biggest success so far this year is? This year, it's only May, man. I can't believe it's already here. Um, I think just uh, becoming the sales manager has definitely been my biggest success. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I I doubted myself. I do. I I'm my biggest critic, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I doubt myself a lot. And and getting that position was a a symbol for me showing me that I really am, I did put in the work to deserve it. And that uh, if you really work towards something and, and you just focus on the end goal and kind of become like a horse, you put on those, you know, those shades, the blinders, the blinders <laughs> so that way you're just laser focused on whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. You can always do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only thing that's stopping you is yourself. And, uh, you know, I just, it just showed me that uh, I was focused and that I really worked towards it. And uh, that, I, that I now I need another goal. <laughs> now I need to yeah, think bigger. Yeah. yeah. Well, you that got that one sense. so early this year. You have the rest of the year to figure out what you want to do next. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I want to be partner next year. I'm going to partner. There you go. That's my new goal. So what what piece of advice would you give to somebody who might be, you know, a couple years into their career and they they kind of have now have figured out how to do what they do. And now they're like, okay, I want to go out and I want to, you know, get some of my own clients. Yeah. Um, good question. So you, you need to figure out, um, who is your ideal client? Number one, mm -hmm. and figure out who's in front of your ideal client. So that person can refer you to your ideal client every single time they're in front and of them. What does the ideal client mean? Okay. Yeah. So the ideal client means, you know, who can, who can you help? Right. Who is it that needs your services? And what does that person look like? Where does that person hang out? What does that person need to hear? Why does that person need you? Mm -hmm. you know, answer all these questions so that when you get in front of them, you're like, they're like, oh my God, you're the person that I've been looking for. You know, like you, you asked me earlier, what are the three main issues that you're you're facing nowadays, and and and, and what are you doing to fix that? Right, the the credit, uh, the, the 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 savings, and and out of pocket or whatever. You know, I'm thinking about okay, where can I find the people that need to be you know positioned to be able to save money, to be able to make their credit get better, to be able to you know find 
programs to help them buy a house. So my ideal client is actually not a first-time buyer. Mm-hmm. My ideal client is a CPA. Mm-hmm. My ideal client is a financial advisor. My ideal client is a realtor because mm-hmm. those are people in front of the people that I can service. But if I just took one client, I did one loan. If I took a financial advisor, I'm doing business for life. Yeah, It's kind of like they say, uh, give a man a fish and they can eat for the day. Give a man a, teach a man how to fish and they can yeah, eat yeah, for yeah. life or something like that. Same thing when I'm looking for my ideal client is that CPA, that financial advisor, you know, that divorce attorney, right? They're mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. dealing with business that can be referred back to me. Yeah, I think that's a great description of it. So yeah. you know, if somebody's looking for for money, whether it be for you know that first home home purchase or they want to get into real estate investing, you know, where where do they find you? Yeah, so it's so easy to find me. Uh, Marte Money on Instagram, Marte.Money. Uh, my phone number is very easy to remember. It's 201-640-9700. Super <laughs> excited about the number. I've had it for like the last 10, 15 years. <laughs> um, and and you're, are on Facebook, Waldry Marte. Um, you know, I'm highly accessible. We have a team that is always looking to help. You know, we speak multiple languages, English, Spanish, Russian, uh, you know, Indian, whatever you name it. We'll Google mm-hmm. Translate if we have to. <laughs> uh, overall, again, trying to be that resource to the people that are looking to to prepare themselves. You know, a lot of people are, are reading articles online and oftentimes it's not what they, that exact advice is for them because mm-hmm. every single person has different finances. And even if you have the same job and the same credit score, it's probably going to still be completely different than, you know, your colleague. Mm-hmm. So just overall, my biggest advice is, yo, talk to a professional. If you want to have a happy marriage, you're not going to divorce attorney. If you want to know how to lose weight, you're not going to the the biggest guy at McDonald's, right? Yeah, you're yeah. going to go to a professional that actually knows what they're talking about and can actually be valid to you. Got it. Well, thanks for doing this. Thanks for coming on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate having you on, man. You're the man. Talk to you later. Take care, brother. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bronx Attorney Broadcast. Please like, review, and subscribe so we can help the channel continue to grow. And if you're interested in connecting with any of the guests, please let me know, and I'd be happy to make the introduction.